We're not for everybody, but we're for everybody. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. You are indeed. We're glad to have you in uh, today in this first hour. Um, delighted now to be in conversation with a, with a person who's no stranger to this particular program. A 20-year uh, LAPD veteran, not retired, um, Cheryl Dorsey, um, joins us now for a conversation um, about these these eight Akron, Ohio police officers who shot and killed Jalen Walker last June, not facing criminal charges. The Summit County Common Pleas Court yesterday returned a no bill. No bill means the jurors found the actions of the officers to be justified. Walker, who was just 25, was shot on the night of June 27th more than 40 times by these eight Akron officers after a car and foot chase. And they are obviously not going to face charges given this decision yesterday and i also wanted want to probe and get cheryl's uh cheryl's uh pov on what's up with these trigger happy white men shooting wounding and killing kids for ringing the wrong doorbell or pulling into the wrong driveway in case you've not seen these two stories and i'll get cheryl's take on all of this um you probably heard the story already we talked about it on this program on this station yesterday uh ralph yarl 16-year-old kid uh, went to the wrong house looking for his siblings. He was uh, assigned with picking up his siblings, his twin siblings, uh, went to the wrong house. He ended up being shot a couple times. Um, His mother has said that he is in the hospital now. We're playing the situation over and over and over again, and all he's doing is laying in the bed crying. Um, 16-year-old black boy who clearly is uh, traumatized by this, uh, he's just laying in the bed, crying over and over and over uh, as he tries to recover um, from uh, his mother. Uh, those comments, rather, come from his mother. And then in upstate New York, this is a young white woman. So it doesn't matter if you're black or white, I guess, in this regard. Young white woman in upstate New York, uh, she and her friends in a car pulled into the wrong driveway. They are going for uh, going to a particular house in this neighborhood pulled into the wrong driveway, realized they were in the wrong driveway, and started pulling out of the driveway. And as they were pulling out, trigger-happy white man shoots in the car and kills this girl. They didn't ring his doorbell. They never got out of the car. They never approached his house. They realized they were in the wrong driveway, but this trigger-happy white man shot into the car and killed this young girl, um, 20-year-old. Um, so I don't get it. Um, Cheryl Dorsey, how are you today? I'm doing well, Tavis. How are you? Uh, if I complained, I'd be an ingrate on the one hand. On the other hand, these stories are, are wearing me out. I ain't going to lie about it. They are wearing me out. Let me start with uh, Jalen Walker. And let me let me, let me let me start with this. I said this yesterday, and um, you know, I'm not sure that everybody agreed with me, but this is just me talking. It, it, it felt to me, it felt, Cheryl, I'm not naive about this, but it just felt for a moment like we were entering a phase where maybe uh, cops who do stuff like this uh, might be held accountable more frequently. I know they're never going to be held accountable all the time. I'm not stupid. But I thought after the Ahmad Arbery case, uh, those guys were all found guilty. One of them had been a, had been a law officer uh, prior to. I thought after the Breonna Taylor case, you know, they were finally able to bring those officers to justice. Uh, Of course, we saw what happened in the uh, George Floyd case with Derek Chauvin first and then the other officers later. I thought for just a moment, 
we might be entering a phase where these cops would be held uh, liable for things like these. Um, uh, obviously, I was wrong. Uh, that's my take. What's yours? Well, listen, I'm a realist, and let me just say this. Uh, with regards to the Breonna Taylor situation, I mean, remember, uh, the officers that were charged were ultimately found not guilty. I mean, they were acquitted, and, and they weren't charged with anything that had anything to do with Breonna Taylor. They were charged with shooting into the house of the good white neighbor. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and even with that, uh, they were given, uh, you know, uh, in, uh, a way out. And so, listen, great deference is given to what police officers say, and, and it's very difficult to argue with someone's perception. If I say right now, I'm talking to you over the phone, you understand that, but if I say you scared the bejesus out of me, prove I'm not scared of you, mm-hmm. right? And so this is what, uh, you know, we're looking at in the case of Jalen Walker. Now, let me just say, you know, it's reported that Brother Man had a gun and he fired one shot. I don't know if he did or if that's just the version that the officers are giving because we know once they kill us, only their version is told. Mm -hmm. But we do ourselves no favors uh, when we are firing at police Mm -hmm. because now you've given them an out. We know that he was out of the car without the gun, but again, officers are using that go-to phrase, uh, he was reaching for his waistband, he made a furtive movement, he did something that made the officers perceive uh, imminent use of deadly force by Jalen. And so they returned fire. Now, listen, I, I think, you know, tactically, certainly on the LAPD, we would often discuss how we would handle a situation Who's going to be the designated shooter? Did all eight really need to fire until uh, their barrel melted? I mean, what mm-hmm. in the world? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I, I wanted to ask that question, so I'm glad you you went there. Let me follow you. Um, how, how do you explain that, that he shot 40-plus uh, times, everybody put out and started firing? <laughs> and, and, and sounds like some of them might have reloaded. I mean, listen, I, I didn't, haven't done the math. I don't know what kind of guns they carry, but, you know, I carried a 9-millimeter Beretta with 15 rounds, and then I had two clips on my side. So were they reloading? What in the world was going on? And so I would imagine that, you know, they might be uh, using the excuse of contagious gunfire, you know, where one officer fires and uh, the others think it's the suspect shooting at them, and so then everybody just unloads. But, again, it's their version. Uh, It's their story to tell. And we've heard uh, pretty much um, the spokesperson minimizing and pretty much mitigating the use of uh, the firing of 96 or so rounds by eight different officers. Well, after all, the suspect fired first. Okay, but he fired first. He's running. He doesn't have a weapon. You don't say you see a weapon. You just see furtive movement. And that's your rationale? I mean, what happened to... Uh, taking cover. <laughs> Why mm-hmm. y'all running after him? If you think he got a gun, get behind a tree. Give him some commands. Mm-hmm. They said they tried to use the taser and it failed. And we hear that a lot too. Yeah. You know, the taser was ineffective. Well, was it ineffective because you didn't know what the hell you were doing, or did you fire the two darts that it comes with and now it's useless? Yeah, what, it's what, all troubling. Yeah, I'm I'm not naive in asking this question, but to your point about tasers, again, I'm glad you raised that as well. You, you're you're going through all the list uh, list of things I want to talk to you about, Cheryl Dorsey. Um, why is it that whenever I hear that story that the taser didn't work, it's always in relationship to somebody black? <laughs> I, I I I was thinking last night. I don't know that I've ever heard cops say that the taser didn't work with somebody white. I, and I'm sure it, I'm sure it exists somewhere. And I'm I'm being somewhat tongue in cheek, but it's always that the taser didn't work on black folk. 
Well, listen, because black folks are the only ones that scare these white officers. <laughs> they don't use the taser on their own. Why? Because they don't fear them. We've seen, I'm sure you have like I have on uh, social media, uh, these Second Amendment rights folks uh, challenging police officers and uh, you know, they pretty much lay them down and tickle their little underbelly. <laughs> They're not fearful. Uh, we know that uh, suspects who do fire at police, there was a young man some years ago, Eric Freen, who uh, had a nine-day uh, hunt for him after shooting uh, federal officers, and uh, he was leaving AK-47s like chiclets breadcrumbs for the officers until they finally found him. And what did they do? Took him into custody. How? Without incident. That's what they do for their own. Yeah. When we come forward with our guest, Cheryl Dorsey, who I'm delighted to have on, uh, talking about uh, trying to make sense of um, this uh, decision vis-a-vis uh, -vis Jalen Walker and these eight Akron officers not being um, charged. And we'll talk in a moment about these other trigger-happy folk, just everyday people, just killing folk for ringing doorbells, killing folk for coming down the wrong driveway. Um, something's wrong in our nation, obviously. But I want to come back to this, this notion she raises a moment ago. This is a tough, 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 tough conversation. Uh, and I love the way Cheryl Dorsey put it, but she said um, that we do ourselves no favors. We do ourselves no favors when we are shooting at cops. That's the conversation that many of us don't want to have. We can be chagrined, upset, disappointed, think it's racist that these cops, these eight cops, will not be charged in the killing of Jalen Walker. And I'm not going to debate you on that. Um, but don't debate me either on the point that Cheryl Dorsey just made, that we do ourselves no favors when we give cops reasons, excuses, to put 40-plus bullets in our backs. We'll talk about that when we come forward on KBLA. Cheryl Dorsey, your take on why it is so difficult for many in our community, not all, but many in our community to have this conversation. And I respect the way you approach it because we, we couldn't ask for um, a greater soldier, as it were, uh, when it comes to defending our community against uh, uh, police abuse. Uh, couldn't ask for a better advocate uh, than you holding uh, cops accountable to the ways in which they treat members of our community. And yet you're also earnest enough and honest enough and loving enough and transparent enough to say what you say, that we don't do ourselves any favors when we behave in these ways. But how difficult a conversation is that for you, you think, in our community to have? Well, you know, it's easy to, you know, blame others. But, I mean, if we want to bring about change, then we have to have an honest discussion. And, and I say this as a mother of four black men. You know, and I, I'll just say it like this. You understand, because I tell my sons, you bet not run, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? You bet not run. Uh, you know, uh, let me handle whatever uh, grievance you have if you're stopped by the police. And they have been, uh, because they, too, run around with that black skin. And so I say, I want you to survive the encounter. I want you to come home and, and understand that even... Uh, if you do everything right, because I get people who come for me on social media saying, well, even when we do what they ask, they still shoot us. I can't guarantee you that they won't, but we know for a fact if mm -hmm. you run, they're going to shoot you. Look what they did to Walter Scott. You know, that's what, uh, you know, some of these other incidents that have occurred, Jalen Walker in particular, uh, a black man running, and they act like they're on the – these cops act like they're on the damn Serengeti. They see a black man running, and they just shoot you. Mm -hmm. They kill you, and then they say whatever they want about what they thought you were doing, what you meant to do, uh, what you was, did last week. And so survive the encounter and, and, and 
roll the dice and see if you get justice, uh, file a personnel complaint, create a paper trail. All of those things are helpful, but running, certainly shooting at the police, will end badly each and every time. I was up late the other night, which is uh, not unusual for me sometimes, and <clears throat> excuse me, up, up late at night, Cheryl Dorsey, uh, flipping channels, and I came across this TV commercial that I had never seen before. i got to find it because I want to play it on the air one day. But it was it was sponsored by like a police union, a police organization. And the message was comply and then complain, comply and then complain. And I don't know how I feel about that commercial because on the one hand, it's the same thing that Cheryl Dorsey is saying to her four sons and to me and everybody listening right now. On the other hand, that word complain, it's, it's not like we're complaining. We have a legitimate grievance, but I was just struck by a TV commercial produced by law enforcement that says comply and then complain. Well, you know, they might be biting my style because I have a speaking uh, engagement that I do, and I, I, I say that very thing, comply and complain. And when I say complain, and I imagine this is, you know, this is police talk, and I'm a cop, so I talk yeah. like one. It's you know, file a complaint. Yeah. File a complaint. Yeah. That's what the complaint means. Just file a complaint. Because, listen, I just heard today uh, the city of Minneapolis just paid out $8 million for two uh, people who were beaten uh, and had a knee put on their neck by Derek Chauvin uh, a few years before he uh, killed George Floyd. Mm. And so, you know, those people tried to complain, and guess what? Nothing was done. And, and I understand that that's a possibility, but you have to at least create that record. We know that Derek Chauvin had over 20-plus personnel complaints. 20-plus people complained, mm -hmm. yet that department chose to look the other way until what? Something happened that made national news, and a black man lost his life. Mm -hmm. So I don't say that that's the solution, but certainly doing nothing will get us nothing. Yep. When we come forward in our remaining moments with Cheryl Dorsey, uh, her thoughts on these trigger-happy white males, uh, uh, as I suggested earlier, who are killing folk, shooting folk, wounding folk, literally for ringing the wrong doorbell or pulling into the wrong driveway. That's your crime. You rang the wrong doorbell. That's your crime. You pulled into the wrong driveway by mistake. You're backing out, and they still shoot you and kill you for no good reason. This is America. Cheryl Dorsey, when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. Cheryl Dorsey, uh, Ralph Yarl is uh, shot multiple times in Kansas City for ringing the wrong doorbell, trying to get to a house to pick up his twin siblings. He's 16. In upstate New York, 20-year-old um, Kalen uh, Gillis, passenger in a car, when a man fires two shots from his front porch, uh, they go through the vehicle window and kill her as they were leaving the driveway trying to find the right address. Um, what about a make of these trigger-happy folk all across the country just killing folk for ringing doorbells and putting in driveways? Well, listen, you know, I, I fault these legislators. I mean, you got GOP uh, uh, Republicans running around with AR-15 <laughs> lapel pins. I, I, I don't know the proclivity and, and affiliation of these folks, but I would just imagine uh, the New York incident is in a rural area, so maybe this is a you know a, a Trump sympathizer, if mm. you will, and really believe you know that they can just act with impunity. And so you know, unless and until there's a substantive consequence for this kind of foolishness, uh, unless and until there's some real gun reform, and I don't expect that to happen in my lifetime. Because listen, if they aren't bothered by 20 babies being killed at a school over 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, what would get their attention. And so we get thoughts and prayers um, and, and, and not any real change. Life seems to have very little value anymore. And, and this 80-year-old this man who still hasn't been arrested, Tabitha, just, just imagine if you shot a, 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 a white child <laughs> who yeah. came to your door and a arrest warrant had been issued, how how long do you think it would take commandos to come get you? Yeah. They haven't even arrested this man they yet. Finally, for yeah, him to yeah they, fi they finally charged him last night. It was late last night. They finally charged him, though, 85. He, he, yeah, yeah, charged yeah. him. He charged him, exactly, yeah. But he's still, run he's still out there. He's nope. a menace to society. He said black skin scares him. And what if another child passes by his house and he decides that he wants to open his door? He's so fearful. He opens mm. his door and shoots out and kills somebody. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder how that 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 defense is going to work in trial. Assuming it gets to that point, um, the defense that black skin scares me, Cheryl. Well, it'll it'll work if he got a jury full of white folks, and that's mm. why I say what I say when I talk to you, Tavis. We need to be on these juries. Don't dodge the summons. Yeah. I know you've been guilty of it, but yeah, we got to be on these juries. We got to be on these grand juries, and we need to be on regular juries so that we can have a say when we hear foolishness about yeah. black skin scares me. In the 45 seconds I have left, in your lifetime, you don't think, you can't even imagine, forget thinking, <clears throat> you can't even imagine anything that might happen that would tip the scales in this debate about the guns in this country? No, not, not when you have people like Tim Scott, who's talking about running for president, saying that, you know, uh, qualified immunity and other things that would stop uh, errant officers and civilians as well is a, is a game ender, is a non-starter when you got GOPs wearing lapel pins. Uh, mm -hmm. having uh, speaking at conventions days after a school shooting, I, I don't. I'm not encouraged. Yeah. Take it from Cheryl Dorsey, 20-year um, LAPD vet. Um, she again is on the front lines of these issues regarding cops and uh, fellow citizens. Always uh, delighted to hear her point of view. Although I wish at some point we talk about something different. I look for the day <laughs> it ain't gonna happen in her lifetime or mine, as she said. Uh, but I would love to talk to Cheryl Dorsey about anything other than this. But when it does happen, she's the best person to get on the phone. Cheryl, good to have you. We'll talk soon. Take care of yourself. You too, Travis. Hour, Bye -bye. Two, hour two of Travis Smiley. After news, traffic, and sports, you're listening to KBLA Talk 1580.